0: My husband and I have three kids. They're grown, grown and married now. But they started out as babies, and they were born pretty close together. My third child was born September 1st, while my first child was still three. And she wouldn't turn four until November 19th. Birthday coming up, Soph. Anyway, when my first child was born... I found it just about impossible to grocery shop with her and I would do whatever I could to avoid it, to hand it off, hand off the shopping to my husband or make sure he could stay with the baby while I went to the store. And then our second child was born about 17 months later. And I found that by then I could easily shop with one child in the cart, no problem. But two, two was impossible. (laughs) And so when child number three came along, well, maybe you can guess where this is going. Two kids in the cart, bring it on. All three, no, please God, no, not all three. Until, with enough practice, my self-concept caught up. My self-concept caught up with what I had created. And this is a cycle of growth that we all experience in a variety of scenarios, no matter what the goal. So while the music plays, I want you to start thinking where this is true for you. Where has your self-concept not quite caught up with what you've created? Where does your new identity need a little practice? VegHeads, Veg Your Besties, welcome back to Veg Your Best, the plant-based podcast. My name is Michelle Olander. I'm a certified life coach, a practicing vegan, and I'm here every week encouraging you to eat more plants and challenge yourself to set an impossible goal, one that really gets you excited about your life. And here we are. Episode 63. That seems like a lot to me. Episode 63. And the title, well, How Do You Get to Carnegie Hall? Practice, practice, practice. Do you know that very old joke? How do you get to Carnegie Hall? So a young man is visiting New York City. He asks a passerby in Manhattan how to get to Carnegie Hall, the historic concert hall. And instead of directions, instead of streets and turns and blocks to be traversed, the New Yorker just answers, practice, practice, practice. Okay, that's a joke. That's a joke from the middle of the last century, but it's an introduction to today's episode because we are, all of us, often too fixated on the roadmap, the directions, the plan, the food list, the menu, the macros, the workout, the calendar, and not always focused enough on supporting the plan by becoming the person who gets there, becoming the virtuoso, the next-level performer. And the only way we become that performer is bit by bit, day by day, through practice. I identify here every week as a vegan life coach. And of course, that means I coach people and help them limit and eliminate the consumption of animal products. But as a vegan life coach, I also coach vegans and those who are moving in that direction on a variety of goals and challenges and projects. And whether your particular goal is to stop eating animals or to be an advocate for animals, or write a book, or lose 12 pounds, or lower your cholesterol, or be confident enough to take all your kids to the grocery store, or on a plane, whatever your goal, whatever your goal, there is a trajectory that I see. There's a pattern, there's a growth pattern. The way you are now, the things you do now, your comfort level currently is tied to your current self-concept, your current identity, your belief in who you are, your belief in what you can handle, and if you're embarking on something and it seems really uncomfortable or impossible or anxiety-producing, it's probably just because your self-concept, your belief in yourself isn't quite there yet, and it needs Practice. And I know, I know you've all experienced this in one part of your life or another. Maybe it was learning to drive or learning a sport. Someone was recently talking about correcting a golf swing that felt super awkward until he gave it time and practice. Now, I don't golf, but I've been told that's a thing correcting a golf swing. Or one of my first big challenges. Was being a mom of three littles in pretty short order. You can create a situation from one place that ends up feeling, well, it ends up feeling really impossible, really overwhelming. Like, I don't know, maybe I can't do this. Maybe all the other mothers on planet Earth can get their kids in and out of car seats, take their kids to the grocery store, and come home with something that resembles. Staples cleaning supplies and dinner without hyperventilating or sobbing or yelling or judging themselves because they're so lucky to have healthy kids and a car and money for food. Oh, my God, I'm the worst. Right? I've had more than one of those days. What I didn't fully understand then is that I had created my life to a new level. As a mom, I had stretched myself, but that my self-concept, my identity, had not evolved enough. I hadn't practiced it enough to catch up quite yet. And if I had known then what I know now, well, I probably still would have been rattled or upset. I would have been overwhelmed and tired plenty of times, but... I would have mostly dropped the self-recriminations and the sleepless nights, wondering if I was actually objectively the worst mother in the world. And I might have lessened the amount of overcompensation to try and learn something that would let me believe that I was adequate as a mother. I perhaps could have just experienced the discomfort being a new mom, being awkward, being inexperienced, not knowing exactly what a competent mother looked like, I could have just felt that and not gone into all the self-judgment. So whatever, whatever new goal or challenge you have, whatever you're taking on this cycle shows up. So you create something and you're probably kind of excited about it, right? You're kind of into it. You probably think it's a good idea. Otherwise, you wouldn't have tried it or started and you do that thing. And if it's a worthy goal, if it's a stretching goal, a life enhancing goal, you will probably in fairly short order find yourself thinking, oh, no, this is not going to work. I can't. This is definitely not possible. Not now. Not with my brain. Not with my spouse. Not with my family. Not with my job. Not this time of year. Oh my God, this is a mistake. And if you're like me, bonus points for thinking, oh my God, I always do this. What was I thinking? I'm so undisciplined. They always said I was lazy. (laughs) That's my particular spin on self-recrimination. And if there's no one there, if there's no one nearby who loves you to remind you that this is 100% normal and you just need to keep showing up and practicing, that it's natural and to be expected, if there's no one there to remind you that, you may start feeling, experiencing a lot of discomfort. A lot of discomfort followed by impulsive, knee-jerk, reactions and ideas to fix things that aren't actually broken and judge things that aren't actually an issue, to give up on the wrong things and work on the wrong problems. So first of all, as an aside, if you find yourself tempted to think, I suck, I'm doing this wrong, I shouldn't even have started, this isn't the right time, I'm hopeless, I knew it was a mistake, wait till everyone finds out, Etc., etc. If you find yourself there, I'm encouraging you to smile through the tears and believe, practice believing that this is all actually a good sign. Really. Just a bit of growing discomfort, some growing pains. Because I think maybe. Maybe armed with this concept, you'll be able to maybe rename or redefine the discomfort that you are feeling as you step into your next self. Rename it. like So when you've been working out with a couple of dumbbells, you've got some sore muscles. Or when you run for the first time in quite a while, maybe you've got shin splints. It's just the pain, the discomfort that indicates that you're doing more, getting stronger, trying different things. So I'm suggesting, kids, I'm suggesting observing, making a practice of observing the discomfort, noticing the discomfort without making it mean anything dire, without making it mean that you're lacking, that you're in any way unable or unworthy because, listen, if you can feel or notice that discomfort and just get curious about it, if you can just look into it, if you can just ask yourself some questions, now questions that don't sound like, why am I so useless? Will I ever do anything right? Believe me, I'm not immune to asking myself those questions but we want to reorient ourselves when we're in that stage. Curious questions are like, what is it I think I'm missing right now? What would help right now? What is it I'm actually trying to do here? What's making this feel so hard right now? So when you have this level of discomfort and concern and doubt, good questions can help you learn, can help you access really important information that you actually have. You really do know because that's what those negative feelings are there for. They aren't there as evidence that something's wrong with you. They're not. They're evidence that your self-concept your identity, who you know yourself to be, who you've practiced being, just hasn't quite caught up with what you've created. I get to see this all the time now in my clients, and not just myself in my N of 1. Acknowledging, gently interrogating the discomfort that comes up This can really help you come up with excellent information, excellent choices, excellent strategies that you'll be able to use as you're growing and changing and stretching. So whether that challenge is moving towards a plant-based or vegan practice, or whether it's growing your business, or getting an academic degree, or creating a work of art, any goal any worthy goal is going to bring some stuff up for us right because when we create a goal when we take on a challenge we have an idea right we have an idea that we're going to do something start something build something try something that's the create part the action the new goal we're going to create a new way for the first time from scratch So maybe you've been eating meat, eggs, dairy, fish for a lifetime, and you are now, right here, right now, thinking that you've got a reason you like to stop or to significantly reduce that consumption. So you, right here, right now, think of some things you can do, some actions you can take to create that. Maybe it's a five-day vegan challenge or a 30-day vegan challenge. Maybe it's meatless Mondays or limiting eggs to the weekend or eating plant-based until dinner. Any of a number of plans to limit or eliminate the consumption of animal products. The you here now, who is perhaps an omnivore or a flexitarian, the you here has an idea, a plan, and you are challenging You're challenging your actions, your choices, your purchases, your consumption to be those of a vegetarian or a vegan or a whole food plant-based eater. Doesn't matter which new goal. It doesn't. But remember that how you eat is made up of multiple daily actions that you have practiced and practiced and practiced for a lifetime. And here you are, now creating a new self-concept, there are likely to be some bumps in the road, right? And this is for everyone, everyone. Maybe you're a lapsed runner and you're creating a new identity for yourself as an active athletic woman. Or maybe you've been consuming TV and Netflix in your leisure time and now you want to regularly read challenging literature or history. Or maybe your household chores have stretched to fill most of your available time. And you really want to create a new identity as an artist or a small business owner. You are going not just from where you are right now, but from who you are right now to this new endeavor. In our Veg Your Best example, maybe you are an omnivore. And you're heading towards a vegetarian diet. So when you replace the meat, dairy, or eggs with veggie burgers, oat milk, or tofu, that is you in the how-do-I-get-to-Carnegie-Hall stage. What's the action? What's the root? What's the process? There are actions like making new choices, trying new foods, recipes, making new requests at a restaurant, or asking questions about food labeling or navigating the family relationships at Thanksgiving or the holidays. See, you're taking new actions, replacing some familiar things, experimenting, trying new things. And sometimes, sometimes we can get pretty far with those actions. We can create quite a lot before we start to feel some dissonance. How many of us, how many of us have achieved a really big goal or created something, well, something we really wanted for a long time, only to be kind of surprised that instead of feeling amazing, we feel mm, kind of let down or anxious or doubtful or downright unhappy. And that's because who we are is still that beginning person, the person who decided to make some new choices, to create some new actions. So VegHeads, if this is you, and now here we are making new choices, eating new things, or writing, or painting, or building a business, or working towards an advanced degree, and maybe it starts to feel surprisingly awful. This is where I want to tell you, fear not. Fear not, because our actions are still being taken by someone who's not that new person yet. We haven't rehearsed this new role. We haven't created the backstory. Do you know that concept of backstory, the way actors The way actors, when studying for a role, create a backstory that maybe only they know. The backstory might not ever appear in the script, but it helps the actor anchor and integrate with the choices and behaviors and actions that they're making in the role they've created. And then they rehearse and rehearse and rehearse. So. If you are taking actions, but you have not yet created the person who easily and mostly effortlessly makes those choices and takes those actions yet, there's nothing wrong. It's just as it should be. You just haven't acclimatized to your new role, the new identity, and you'll probably need to practice and rehearse. And if it's a big, worthy, exciting goal or challenge, you will definitely need to practice and rehearse because it will feel awkward. It'll feel tiring and uneven. And quite often my clients say things like, I don't think it should feel like this. This isn't me. Maybe I'm not cut out for this. Maybe I'm too lazy. Maybe I'm too undisciplined. Maybe it's the wrong time. Maybe I need more support than this. No one's on board with me. Listen, I remember so clearly feeling all of this in spades when I went to grad school. I went to get my master's around age 50. So going vegan, I spent a good amount of time warming up building a plant-based and vegan identity kind of slowly and deliberately, but when I went to get my master's, I went from taking a couple of enrichment courses here and there to a full-time master's program. Now, I wanted to do it. I didn't fall into it. It wasn't an accident. I created the situation. I took deliberate actions. I applied. I wrote essays. I got my old transcripts. I took I took the GREs, I got accepted, I paid tuition, I chose classes, I went to the classes, I bought books. And then it was off to the races with hundreds and hundreds of pages of reading per week and tests and papers and discussions on top of everything else I had been doing all along. I created the situation of being in a master's program, and I loved it, and, and... (laughs) And I found myself more than miserable, overwhelmed, cranky, out of sorts, upset, and ready to quit many more times than twice. Because, yeah, I had created the new thing, being in grad school, but my identity was still the person who thought going to get a master's in art history was awesome, not the person who was actually doing it. So I had not created the new self-concept yet. I had to rehearse it. I had to rehearse a new identity and become the Michelle who fully knew that the graduate program was a lot of work and hard and required a lot of critical thinking and research and technology. And it was fine. I had to rehearse and become the kind of person for whom a challenging academic program with archival research and PowerPoint presentations and exams that sometimes went poorly and blunt feedback, that none of that was evidence that anything was wrong. It was not evidence that I was unsuited to the program. It was simply evidence that I was doing a real academic degree. And I remember walking from my car, I remember walking from my car to the art history offices more than thrice thinking that I was just going to today tell my advisor I'm quitting, put it all behind me. And I remember thinking each time as my advisor's office got closer and closer, I guess, I guess I could just let this suck and not quit. Now, I'm not recommending those words be on my tombstone, but that is very much the kind of phrase that goes through my head when things are hard. I guess I could just let this suck and not quit. <laughs> okay, it wasn't relief. It wasn't relief all at once, but it was some relief because when I just let the process be hard without making it mean that I was dumb or too old or inept or delusional or distractible, I got so much of my energy back, so much psychic energy too, because I had to develop, I had to rehearse the identity of a grad student rather than the identity of someone who thought going to grad school would be awesome. I had to grow from the person who created the plan into the person who could fulfill the plan. We've talked about it here. Remember, discomfort is the currency of your dreams. The new you, the new identity, The worthy goal or challenge you are ready for will probably be uncomfortable, especially if it's at all worth doing. But if you get that, if you know that these are just growing pains and it doesn't mean anything has gone wrong, it doesn't mean that you're unsuited or incapable or mistaken or impulsive or flighty or lacking anything, then if you understand that, you can just take good care of yourself. You can practice growing into your new identity, rehearsing that new identity. As I think I said a little earlier, I believe that the reason I had less drama and angst about moving bit by bit to a vegan, whole food, plant-based lifestyle was because for me, it was gradual. And that's why I do think that veg Your Best, the method is excellent for anyone who is having trouble. If you're having trouble limiting or eliminating the consumption of animal products, gradual can be a game changer. But some days with this podcast, writing, coaching my business, let me tell you, it regularly still comes upon me the thought that this was maybe a mistake. (laughs) What was I thinking? This is too much work. I'm definitely giving up. And now when I think, when I have that litany of woeful thoughts, it actually, honestly makes me smile. I get a kick out of it. Because I know now, I know it's just my brain having a little tantrum, a little dissonance between who I am right now, and who I'm becoming. Just like when a toddler melts down and you can't, kind of can't help but smile. (laughs) So we create, we take action because we have a thought that we want something. But then we have to acclimatize to that new identity, get used to it, develop that new self-concept. Because until that happens, you will experience, you will find yourself at, at odds with yourself fighting yourself sometimes, that feeling of self-sabotage that many of my clients report. But the good thing is, if you're experiencing that feeling, that sense that you're in the wrong spot, that you're self-sabotaging again, again, you can just relax a little bit knowing this is just 100% normal. It's normal when you're moving into a big growth stage and your identity hasn't caught up. The exciting thing is when you see this, as it's happening, you can actually start to welcome it. You can start to welcome it like that good sore muscle feeling after a new workout. And you can welcome it because as your self-concept catches up with your intentions You'll then be able to make decisions and plans and deliberate goals from that larger, more capable, more practiced self. Now, new mom, Michelle, couldn't handle a baby at the grocery store, but bit by bit, three kids are in the shopping cart and there's a dog somewhere and work responsibilities and housework and food prep School runs, teaching teens to drive, college applications, graduations, now weddings to plan. Okay, your self-concept grows. Your self-concept grows in confidence as you keep showing up to meet the intentions you set for yourself. And it might be easier for some of us to see that in action if We're parents or in certain parts of our lives because some of them feel like, oh, yeah, of course, that's how it works there as a parent or in driver's ed or in weight training. But then there's some other part of our lives that we think, no, 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 this discomfort means I'm a disaster but I want you to know that you rehearse and become that next level you. And now you get to create with that new identity from the level of, the level of thought and confidence and capability in that new identity. Now, in other parts of our lives, we may not have that confidence. We may not, we may not have that confidence that we're going to grow into it, but I want to suggest to you, That if you are good to yourself, and you're curious when things don't work out, rather than tipping the table over and throwing the whole thing out, or condemning yourself as not capable, that if you are good to yourself, you can really get through long enough to let that self-concept catch up. There are so many reasons to move away from eating animals. So many. And if there was a reason that meant something to you or to your family, I want you to know that this is, again, simply a process, a process where your intentions, the plan you've created at the beginning, and you've created as someone who's an experienced, practiced omnivore or flexitarian. This will not be effortless or super comfortable until you practice becoming that new you. With a new self-concept, a new identity of someone who consumes primarily plant-based foods. Until you've learned how to crowd the animal products out entirely, it won't be effortless because you haven't caught up. And this is really why I show up every week because I'm proof that you definitely can change. You can completely change your self-concept. So if you began your Veg Your Best process by challenging yourself to not eat any meat, fish, or chicken for a month, by the end of that month, whether you were completely successful or not, you know so much more, so much more than before you started, right? Maybe it was a little hard on certain evenings or you got twitchy with a waiter one time or your spouse or kids had some things to say about it or you didn't like a couple of the meals that you bought or that you made, but you created some actions. You began some scenarios. You started with some intentions and maybe you experienced some discomfort, some stretching, some growing pains. And those growing pains will, if you don't quit, and if you don't turn on yourself, and if you don't make it mean that moving away from animal products isn't for you, it will allow you to acclimatize, to grow, to breathe freely in the new situations, to grow into your new, your next self-concept. So with the method I teach, You create the situation that allows you to rehearse and grow into that identity, that new you, who can pretty easily handle all these new things. And then that new you gets to create. That new you gets to make some intentions, create from a new space, from that expanded self concept. It's just like when you start jogging a little, lifting some weights, Bit by bit, the new you can do more. And honestly, the discomfort just becomes plain old discomfort, not nagging self-doubt. It's just the discomfort that means you're alive with muscles and bones and ligaments and ideas. It means you can still grow. It means you can still adapt and blow your own mind. And this whole process accelerates because now you are multiplying what you're capable of. And it doesn't matter which area you decide to challenge yourself in first, to expand your self-concept in first, because they will all help you. They'll all help you in a sort of expanding spiral. I believe that raising my kids helped me become the person who could show compassion to myself as a student when I was going to grad school. And getting my master's helped me become someone who was more effective at going vegan. And I 100% know that going vegan helped me be someone who was open to coaching and really learning how to manage my thoughts and use these new tools. And there's no question at all that learning more about life coaching, even self-coaching, supported me tremendously in showing up the way I wanted to during my mother's illness and death. And it has all expanded and all accelerated with getting certified and creating this podcast and building my coaching business. And building my business is helping me make the decisions I want to about creating content and writing a book and other projects to try to help more people limit or eliminate the consumption of animal products. So all of you, no matter what, all of you out there listening, doing something new, something challenging, something unfamiliar, I think it is an important distinction to notice the actions, the choices, the behaviors you are trying and learning and notice if your self concept has changed yet, or beginning to change, or whether it's caught up. Because in the beginning, your old identity is going to fight you. It's going to fight you to stay the same, just like a toddler who doesn't want to get changed, or get in the car, or put away her blocks, or stop coloring right now. And if we get to love that toddler and understand his reluctance and resistance, and maybe even empathize with it, we can take him by the hand and say, I know, I know, but I've got you. Next week, or the week after, I think we're going to talk about imposter syndrome. Imposter syndrome as it shows up specifically for people on a plant-based or even more particularly on a vegan journey because it's something I work with a lot of my clients on, regardless of their goals. But when I ask them what they're proud of, what they have to celebrate, and they say, "Mm, nothing, I didn't do much, no big deal, nothing to write home about. When I hear them diminish their accomplishments, I know that their inner toddler needs a little more high-fiving, maybe some silly celebration, and we're going to talk about that. Or you can email me or book yourself into my calendar and we can talk about your specific goal, what you're trying to create, and how to give your identity, your self-concept, a safe place and enough time to catch up. So take away any goal, anything worth doing is going to bring it all up for you, right? Sore muscles, sore muscles are nothing. Shin splints, luxury, What gets in the way is doubt, self-judgment, mocking self-criticism, diminishment, blasé lack of enthusiasm for the successes you've got, even the small ones. And that's optional. And if you know that it's just part of the process, those feelings, just part of the process like toddler tantrums and spilled spilt oat milk and crayons on the furniture, you can move much more happily and rapidly to the next level. And then create your next goals from that expanded self-concept, that more confident and compassionate human that you're becoming every day. So what's the plan today, Veggie Besties? What's the plan? What are you practicing this week? Let me know. Email, Instagram, I want to hear from you. I want to hear so I can make sure that these weekly podcasts are tackling some of the things that are coming up for you. Because I know, I know you can do it. I do it. And I see it. And it just takes practice, 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 practice. Veg Your Best podcast production, music, and editing by Charlie Weinshank. Thanks, Charlie. Before you go, it would mean so much to me and the Veg Your Best team if you would hit subscribe, leave us a five-star review, or share with someone you think might be interested. Something about algorithms. It helps bump us up a little in the rankings, And that's the best way to help others find the podcast and for us to find our audience. So until next week, make it easy and veg your best.